0: Um.
1: don't lie right here on 1049 the horn oh man it is, uh, it's going to be a wild show today, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Lots to get into on the show. We'll review some of the audio from SEC Media Days. Jimbo Fisher getting a chance to speak to the media, so we'll hear from the head coach of one of Texas' rivals. Also, we'll get into some NFL news, notes, and nuggets. More discussion about the uh, depression happening with the running back market in the NFL. We'll discuss that. Also, uh, Jeremy Fowler spoke to a bunch of execs, coaches, scouts, And they rank the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We'll uh, visit that list. Also, uh, we'll get into some discussion about the best golfer in golf that nobody's talking about. Rangers keep their winning ways going with a big win over the Rays to increase their uh, division lead. Also, we'll get into some other baseball nuggets because Shohei Ohtani, the uh, trade possibilities uh, right now are the big topic of conversation. And CBS Sports has ranked the top trade destination. For the best player in baseball, best player in the world right now. We'll get into that too. A ton to get into before we do. Let's get in, introduce you to the rest of the crew. Uh, my man Harge is on vacation, but of course, we are never alone because we got the idealionaire, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty damn sure he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick?
0: Oh, just holding it down here, holding the fort down.
1: Oh man, uh, the one of those rules of radio is that whatever can go wrong will go wrong, uh, and we apply to radio all the time. So, uh, it went wrong for your boy today, and I was rescued by Patrick Davis once again. He came in uh, to uh, save the day, he does it all the time, doesn't get enough credit. So, uh, after the uh, Horn Bliss podcast recorded today with my man Jeff Howe and Matt Butler came back here. To the crib. usually come back here for about, I don't know, like an hour or so and uh, let the dogs out. I usually send uh, Patrick the the outline and send Horace the outline for the show. Usually send some sound or whatever we need for the show. Just finishing up last little details for the show. So I come back expecting to do that uh, to the house after the Longhorn Bliss podcast. That was not the case because um, the AC had gone out when I got to the crib. Usually we keep the AC at about 75 when I'm away from the house somewhere around there. Uh, Patrick, when I got back to the house, it was at 80. It already already climbed to 80. Uh, so that was a big issue. Soon as that happened, uh, got on the phone to try to get somebody out here to try to remedy the issue and try to fix the AC. I don't know what's going on with it. None of us really do, unless you got that type of uh, acumen. And if you do, God bless you. So had to call somebody. And if you've... Had this unfortunate issue happen to you in the summertime in Texas where your A.C. goes out, really hard to get on the calendar. I mean, almost impossible to get on the calendar. Uh, uh, Ironically, I don't know if it's unfortunately or fortunately, we've had A.C. issues uh, recently. Had them like last month we had some A.C. issues, had some folks come out. So because of that, we actually were able to get back on the, the calendar just for today. They had no more openings for the rest of this week and then after that it was going to be a kind of a crap shoot. I didn't want to deal with that. I couldn't deal with that. My wife, she's out of town. So I'm solo dolo on this thing. Uh, and I got two dogs here, uh, my, my, my two bitches. And they basically were already to the point where they were looking like they were going to overheat. So I had to make sure that I could stay here because the AC people told me that they could give me a window. But it was today and it was during the show. The window is going to be 3 to 7, so I am doing the show from the house, from the crib. First time since COVID that your boy is doing the show at the house, Uh, and thank God my man Patrick was always ready. He's always ready, got a game plan, gave me a Comrex so I could do the show from the house. So I'm not in studio like I usually am with my man Patrick. So I've, obviously we could uh, go back and forth. Harge is out. Today's on vacation. And that was another thing. On oh, the day that Harge is out on vacation, doesn't take a lot of vacation days. The one day that he's out, my AC goes out, and my wife's out of town. So had to make it happen. We're gonna br- we, the, the show must go on, as they say in Hollywood. And uh, thanks to you, Patrick, the show goes on, man. So I appreciate you, brother. I really do.
0: You know how we do it. It's it's just another Another obstacle in the way, but we uh, we break through all the time. That's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, hey, man, look, you got to solve the problem. Look, we we're not Coach Stevens over here. We we adjust <laughs> on the fly, Rod. Exactly. We're, we're no, sirps. I love that. We make good game plans and we follow through. <laughs> we're not Coach Stevens. <laughs>
1: I like that. That was the question. So uh, we just gonna try to solve the problem. Like I said, thanks to Patrick, man, because he's obviously adjusted on the fly, and I needed him to do a lot to make the show happen just so I could bring it to you guys. Uh, We can bring it to you guys from the crib, uh, me from the crib, first time since COVID. So actually, there are some pluses to doing the show at your house. As we all know, us in the workforce, we like to work from home now. We like to work work, work remotely if we can. So I'm working remotely today, and I can. you know what? I ain't going to lie to you, Patrick. I put the pajama pants on. I put them back on. I put them back on. But just so I want to get AC, the right mindset.
0: Without AC, I'm yeah. surprised you're not butt naked in there.
1: <laughs> nah, I don't. Exactly. I am sweating a little bit. So, yeah, by the end of this show, <laughs> if those people don't show up right within the 4 o'clock hour and we're still in the 6 o'clock hour and they still haven't shown up, I probably will have to take off some more clothes just to survive <laughs> up in this junk because it's, uh, it's still at 80 right now, so we're holding. I put all the fans. I took three fans out. Turned on all the fans, so we holding steady at 80. Closed all the windows, just holding steady at 80. That's what we're doing. We're just going to try to hold steady, man. That's what we're doing. All right, so y'all, uh, man, y'all uh, pray the AC people come out in time. And if any of y'all having AC issues out there, hey, man, uh, best of luck to you. Okay, so uh, we got a lot to get into on the show. The Specs text line, unfortunately. Not the best way to get in touch with me, but Patrick is still, all right, there uh, and has access to the specs text line. So you can hit him up as well uh, on the specs text line. You can hit me up via Twitter. That's the best way for me uh, at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at its Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. If you want to cyberstalk my man Mike Harge, uh you can cyberstalk him at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Um, hold up. Hey, Patrick, I, this is weird. I'll tell you something that's strange because right okay. now, let me know if I'm wrong about this. Is the specs text line number Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That is it. The reason that is tough, because I can't look at it now. I usually look right at it. <laughs> it is, I just I mean, thought
0: <laughs> It is it is posted in the studio, which is funny because I look directly at it. Like my seat is pointed yes. at the thing. So it's hard for me to miss it. But yeah, five one two three three seven three seven seven six. <laughs> I thought it about it because I was
1: like, usually I give out the number, <laughs> but I'm usually staring right at it. So I'm confident I'm giving the right number. I'm out. surprised and just now.
0: I'm surprised it's not in any of your notes.
1: <laughs> it's not. It's not because I've been saying it for so long, and we have, you know, it's set up in the studio that I usually look right at. So a little ill prepared, so I apologize. But five one two three three seven three seven seven six, and that goes. That's another random question. How many numbers, Patrick? Right now, can you remember off the top of your head? How many you think you can go? Like numbers oh. of friends and family and everybody, top of your head right now. Some oh. of y'all know the numbers are so like the wing, like pluckers and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> like probably like four.
1: I'm with you, bro. I didn't
0: like, go. Uh, I can remember my parents' number because they've had it since I was a kid. So I had to remember it because it was – I think I can remember my childhood best friend's phone number, which I'm sure doesn't work too. anymore. But I had to remember because I called <laughs> it because you didn't have cell phones at that point. So you had to dial it every single time. I do remember
1: my best friend, Curtis. I grew up across the street from Curtis. I believe his family still owns that house. And I don't know if they still got the landline, but I know that number. And it's exactly what you said, Patrick. I doubted so damn much as a kid, I still got it in my head. I got my childhood home number in my head too, but it doesn't, I don't need it anymore because we, nobody yeah. lives there. It doesn't matter. And that landline doesn't exist at least for us. So I, I think I got maybe, maybe four. I got my wife's. I got mine. I got, like I said, a couple from the past bro, that and, and obviously the specs text line is one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. Like that's I'm not I love Specs. Specs is great, but think about it, that's one of the five numbers in my <laughs> head right now, the specs text line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What good is that gonna do if I'm in an emergency situation?
0: Yeah, you are just I have an emergency just text the text line, oh, Monday morning, Bucky and Aaron are gonna find <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> i went to jail and all i can remember was
1: the specs text line number have you, i believe you go to jail now they give you access to your phone to let you dial a number
0: that they should i have you uh have you ever given out like your old home phone number that doesn't work anymore <laughs> on something where they're like hey we just need your number and you're like i'm not following through on any of this i just need to get through to the next level so yeah here's this number that i know it's a real number but it, it clearly hasn't been anything since like 2004 <laughs>
1: okay you know what i have it, but now thank you for bringing it up because the defunct number that used to be my old uh number for the house i don't need it anymore nobody needs it i'm giving that no it's my fake new number thank you patrick yeah thank because you, you that can that just idea.
0: give that out and you know it so it seems like a real number <laughs> so it seems like we uh, rattle it off they're like oh clearly he knows this number it's not made up
1: I know, and that's something guys like. Guys want to worry about giving out fake phone numbers. Ladies have to have a fake If you weren't, because when you were single, you had to have fake phone numbers ready to go to give some dude that, just to get them off your back. Like, listen, I don't want to hear your pitch, bro. Take the number. He thinks it's a win. He's feeling good about himself. And then later on, he learns, oh, man, that's an L. I took an L. Uh, but so I, I, I never had to worry about fake phone numbers, but now I do. You're
0: right. Yeah, and when you do it, like, it's just salespeople now. I see, like salesperson's yeah. like, well, if you do this, and then maybe you enter for a chance to win some, or maybe like you go, and then we'll let you into this event. And you're like, cool, you mean, uh, cool. Here's the phone number. Have fun trying to reach <laughs> me on Monday.
1: Exactly. Oh man. Uh, all right. So it's gonna be a wild show, as you can hear, because uh, Patrick and I, uh, little, uh, we're we're separate from one another. Usually, we're in the studio together. So there's a bit of a freestyle element there, and. um like I said, I didn't get a chance to sit and Patrick all of the uh, the finishing touches for the show. So, there'll be more of a improvisation, which happens. And the AC people, when they show up, anything can happen. Dogs might start barking. Just giving you that, too. Uh, but that means AC people showed up, and that's a good sign. If dogs start barking. That's a really good sign. Right now, they're just they're posted up, actually. They're chilling. That's, that's a good sign. They kicked it. They're not overheating because... They're napping right now, even with Dad yelling in the living room. That's what I'm boasted up to. I tried to put it in the bedroom, but I don't. I have I need the Ethernet, so the Ethernet yeah uh, is out here in the living room. So I got to be basically in the living room kicking it. So it's not a bad setup, though. Not bad. Not bad setup at all. All right, let's get to the sports stories of the day. Enough about what's going on with Rod B Purse. Let's get to the sports stories. So there are a couple of things that I want to get to. Uh, that have to do with the SEC media days, and we'll get to some audio of that. We got some Jimbo Fisher coming up later on in the show uh, talking about SEC media days. But there is a – I guess this is related to media days, Big 12 and SEC. I did see that the – I don't know if it's the University of Texas or um, basically the new sponsor, I should say, of the Texas OU game. They have have to pick a name for the rivalry. They always have some name that they want to – choose for the rivalry, uh, the new sponsor. And the new sponsor has kind of gone back to uh, the dreaded Red River rivalry, like which is really tough Terrible. to say, even for, for somebody sober. Exactly. It is. I agree. Like I don't like it. I don't know why they went back to it, but that is it. It is now renamed officially, if you want to, for the, the sponsorship and everything. Um, they are – all State Insurance, the uh, All State, and of course the decision makers who control the uh, the Cotton Bowl, and of course the um, I, I think really kind of the Texas OU promotion and marketing, they've decided the All State Red River Robbery is the official name of the Texas OU robbery. Now, this is the reason I bring this up is not because it's a big story. It's not. We call it what we want to call it. But Craigway and I used to work together. I used to work with Craigway, the voice of Longhorns. It was a great time working with craig Way because he's awesome right and we i was describing to him just my experience in the texas ou game and described it as a street fight i was like man it's kind of reminds me of a street fight right the rules of engagement don't really apply um there is no you know gentleman's agreement and everything like uh, you throw all the rules of engagement out the window in the texas ou game man because it's a street fight and craig Way almost you know, it, it, it interrupts me right at the time, says, oh, you know what? Like, boom, had an epiphany. He said, you know what? They should call it the State Fair Street Fight. And the brilliance of Craig was, all right? The, the alliteration and everything, you got it all. I said, man, that's way better than... The Red River rivalry. I think it was the Red River Showdown at the time. They've changed it. It used to be, of course, the Red River Shootout. That's insensitive. We all agree. I don't want to get... In, yeah, it's, that's insensitive. So trying to do, get you know get to something that has a little more, you know, uh, pol- it's a little more politically correct, I should say. It's a little more politically correct in this day and age. Um, that's a little more progressive, I should say, in this day and age. Um, so everybody keeps going back and forth between Red River rivalry and Red River Showdown. Honestly, I always go with Craig Way coining State Fair Street Fight as the name of the official title of the Texas OU game. I don't think he does it on his broadcast, and I don't even know if he'll you know, remember when he started calling it. Ever since he called it that, that one time, I always refer to it as the State Fair Street Fight. It's politically correct enough where we're not offending anybody. Street fights aren't that offensive. You know what I, mean? I there's understand still a, shootouts are offensive.
0: There's still a, a, a football program called the Fighting Irish.
1: Ah, there, boom, there you go. That's even better. Boom, there you go. You're right about that. Good point. So it can't be a fighting. Hey, man, fighting. we have combat sports fighting all good. And, yeah, in a street fight, it, I think it does kind of give you the visual of what that game is all about on the field. Like that, the usual rules of engagement don't really apply. And I think that's if you've ever, you know, obviously been a part of it, even as a fan and observer, you get that even on a fan level that there are different rules of engagement if you are a fan of Texas and Oklahoma and you go to that game that weekend. And so I, State Fair Street Fight, that's what I'll call it. Shout-out to Craig Way. I believe he's the one that coined it. I don't know if he'll take credit for it, Patrick, but I'll give him credit <laughs> for it, and I'll just keep using it because I think, I think alliteration-wise, that works better than Red River Rivalry. When, I can't say it. If, if I've had a couple of beers, I can't say that. I can say State Fair Street Fight after a couple of Bud Lights.
0: Yeah, no, and I, so this is a thing. I, I've recorded plenty of commercials and radio in my day, and part of the thing you'll see when people send you in scripts to read is people writ- have written things that look good written down, but they don't sound right when you say them. And it's a common thing you'll get, and you're just like, that's how people talk. And that, this Red River rivalry is a thing that looks good on paper. <laughs> and then when you start to say it, you're like, oh, no, I can't say it five times. Like, it doesn't catch on. Nobody wants to say it. So they're not going to say the All-State Red River rivalry. They'll just go, yeah, U. So you're actually exactly. hurting yourself by taking your name out of it because they're just going to say Texas OU the whole time and they're not going to say Allstate Texas OU. Yeah, <laughs> name... that's a great point. So you should change the name to something that people want to say so that they will conclude your name when they say it and at least it's like, okay, then it's just easier to say in the broadcast and everything else. But even when you're broadcasting, you're like, well, I prefer to just say it when I have to. How many contractually do I have to say? And then I'll drop saying it.
1: Yeah, and I guess now the all-state state fair street fight would probably be a bit redundant. Hey, so. I mean, get your insurance
0: because you never know when a street fight's going to break out.
1: <laughs> Can we say this, though, and just uh, just observing, like, pop culture these days and commercials? There is no industry killing commercials right now, and I mean killing by – that's it's a good thing, doing a great job with creative concepts and commercials, like insurance commercials. Like – as a, as an industry as a whole, with the, we well, talking about Allstate or Progressive or Affleck or what's the guy, uh, Mayhem. I forget who Mayhem is for. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they're probably easily the most creative commercials of any industry. Are you? Can you think of any? I don't watch a lot of commercials anyway. I think a lot of people, a lot of us, we try to avoid the commercials. Yeah. But. Honestly, if you think about commercials these days and who's being really creative still, because it's tough, most people avoid creative uh, concepts, just trying to go with the lowest hanging fruit. They're still doing something pretty creative with insurance commercials, even Allstate. Allstate's got a bunch of those, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're definitely the best. I will say, from watching Summer League Finals last night, that new Jim Beam commercial where they sing Sweet Caroline may be the worst commercial ever made. It is infuriating, and it was annoying the first time you saw it, which is probably a bad sign, and by like the sixth time it played during the game, I'm like, I'm going to turn the broadcast off now, because I can't stand this, (laughs) this stupid bar singing Sweet Caroline with no music in the background, just a room packed full of people singing the chorus of a song, oh, it's infuriating, it's the worst commercial ever.
1: No, was like, that's kind of the lowest hanging fruit. I mean, it feel good because everybody loves the song, but it's like, was there any creativity in it? Y'all just decided, oh, bar full of people singing a song? Like, there you if, go. Done.
0: If you walked into that bar, you wouldn't walk in and be like, oh, what a cool bar. You'd walk in and be like, what the crap is this? I'm gone. Like, there's, I would have, <laughs> if I pulled up and that was just heard it through the door, I wouldn't even open the door. That's how <laughs> insane this commercial is. Just roll through the parking lot. And be like, "What the hell are they doing?" Sounds as if the
1: whole damn bar is singing in unison, they're "Sweet <laughs> Carolina. We're not going in
0: there. Oh. <laughs> do, do they know the lyrics <laughs> of the verse? No, they're just going to repeat the chorus for twice because that's what's going to fill up 30 seconds. What? <laughs> it's in, it's so bad.
1: Oh man, that's what I, that, that's like I said. That's why I give the insurance commercials, the insurance industry, a low credit. Man, I, and actually, you know the 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 one where we're you're becoming your parents. That might be the best one, because I, like, I, I I relate to it.
0: I will give H-E-B credit during basketball season. The H-E-B Spurs commercials are always amazing, too.
1: Yes. I can't wait for the Wimby H-E-B oh, yeah. commercials. They got to be working on them already. I can't, you're right. It's a great point. They they do a great job with that, and it's community-related. It's real cool. Uh, all right. I know we're off topic there. Okay. C- coming back to it, I want to get to this also, this announcement that the 2024 SEC Media Days, since we're leading to discussion about SEC Media Days, and we'll get some Greg Sankey comments as well. They're going to be in Dallas in 2024, so Texas and Oklahoma's first year in the SEC. The SEC Media Days will be in Dallas. It will be the first time in the history of the SEC that they have SEC Media Days in Texas. Um, and they 're going to be Dallas at the Omni Hotel. my Hards was talking about that yesterday and saying how awesome and how nice that hotel is and There are you know some people that are using this as a way to Slight the Aggies and disrespect the Aggies, saying, Yeah, the Aggies have been in the SEC for you know, a decade, and the SEC has never decided, Oh, the Aggies are important enough, and their footprint in Texas is important enough for us to have SEC Media Days in the state of Texas. I don't think that's it, honestly, Aggies. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't think that's the case. I know Lohan fans are going to use that to kind of sort <laughs> of slap you around via Twitter. I think it's because they have now, the SEC has now dominant or at least majority market share of, you know, the biggest brands in the state, biggest college football brands in the state of Texas. Um, Now I'm not, obviously that's not, they don't have the majority of those brands. There's like 12 different FBS programs playing college football in the state of Texas, but the biggest ones, the ones that own the most market share, Texas and Texas A&M probably own together close to 50% of that market share of Texas college football, just the influence overall, the SEC now can, brag about owning you know those brands those brands being part of their conference so I think that's why now they're deciding all right now that we officially can put the SEC flag in the state of Texas let's go to Texas and let's have the SEC media days and then you know we'll showcase that also I think it's strategic you know part of planting your flag in the state of Texas is that the recruiting windfall that you're going to gain from planting your flag in Texas and and having it in Dallas. And the truth is Houston, H-Town, my town, is actually been more of an SEC town than Dallas. Easily. You know, there are SEC programs, that have offices set up in H-Town. It's right there on the damn border <laughs> of SEC country. Right there. It, it in Louisiana, and then you go all, all through the SEC uh, kind of corridor there. But it, the Houston has been pretty much the – the, the doorway, the gateway for the SEC into the state of Texas, and they have recruited Houston harder than they have any the other part of Texas. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Oz, Cardi B, size, Megan the Stallion, size, but a lot of H Town ladies in there too. Shout out there. But anyway, the the point is, Dallas even now has surpassed H Town. I'll admit this as a Houstonian myself. Dallas has surpassed H Town as the most fertile recruiting region. Of the state of Texas. Tex- Texas is a football mecca. College and pro. But if you're looking at the area. Or region of this state. That produces the most NFL players. It is is Dallas now. And it ain't even close. I gave you the number. I've been keeping up with it since 2020. If you go look at states. And or regions. That produce the most NFL players. First you got. Um, it's since 2020 uh, since 2020 so that's the window since 2020 Texas the state has produced 128 uh, NFL draft picks uh, the Florida is at 116 Georgia is at 95 California at 85 DFW is at 50 DFW is at 50 DFW would be in the top 5 States or regions producing NFL talent right now. That's how fertile that area is, DFW, alone right now. So I think it's more strategic. Everybody, and remember, Bob Stoops recently, he commented on Colin Cowherd's take that Oklahoma could become the next Nebraska. Remember that take? It's a decent take. It's not crazy. It's not out of this world. And then Bob Stoops scoffed at it in his retort and said, that's ridiculous. He must, And he's right. That Colin Cowherd, as as you know, as as good as he is, as knowledgeable as he is, he don't know a damn thing about college football recruiting. Because Dallas, in it, it itself, can re, it can support two, three, four different programs. DFW alone can support two, two, three different, four, different FBS college football programs. And Oklahoma probably owns that area as much as any college football program that includes Texas, and that's their backyard. And as how Bob was like, yeah, that's ridiculous. We got a fertile recruiting ground that essentially we lay claim to, that we have our hooks in. Nebraska never had that. They don't have that. So that's why I think for the SEC to have their first SEC media days in the state of Texas in Dallas, yeah, I'm sure there are some other reasons for it. I think you know they want to celebrate having majority market share of the, the football mecca that is the state of Texas, but also – They want their teams in the SEC to be able to recruit DFW more effectively. And they will because SEC influence, it does matter, that banner. And DFW, man, it's not a region in the country right now producing. In terms of an area within a city, I should say, any metropolis in the country, any area, region uh, in the country producing NFL talent as well as DFW. So that, I believe, is why, you know, Greg Sankey's playing chess, where everybody else may be playing checkers or connect four. He's on a different level. Okay, uh, we got some other th- I want to get into some baseball news notes and nuggets on the other side. We got to talk about the Rangers uh, with a big win last night. Also, we'll get into the Shohei Ohtani trade discussion, the possibilities. CBS Sports had an article ranking. The best trade destinations, possible trade destinations for Shohei Ohtani, and you'll be shocked—or maybe you won't be—to see who's at the top of that list. Uh, we'll get into that on the other side as well. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104. Now, in the horn. Uh, we actually, I'm looking live anyway. Looking live from the crib, from the house. Yeah, that um, happens. You know, Murphy's Law kind of applies in the radio a lot of the time. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. My AC went out, so I'm waiting on the AC folks to come because uh, it's the only window they had was during the show got to do what we got to do. Thanks to the Idealionaire, Patrick Davis. He had an idea of how we can still get the show on the air and the show must go on. So that's what we're uh, doing right now. So uh, my man Patrick holding it down at the airing compound for a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when the Idealionaire plays jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Yeah, that's a jam right there. It's a nice one. I like that. Nice way to get it started, Patrick. Um, the idea, you know, I was doing a great job. Now you can reach out to him; he's still there for the specs text 512-337-3776. Patrick, you got some uh, some texts you want to get into? Just throw those out there. Uh, I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis at it's Patrick Davis, and Harge is out today because uh, he's just you know taking a vacation day, uh, taking some time uh, because he's got some uh, personal business going on. So uh, you want to cyberstalk him? Though you can do it at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Okay, let's uh, let's talk let's talk Rangers actually. Rangers, a big series uh, this week versus the Rays, and a big win yesterday. And it was a a wild pitch walk-off. That's weird. Isn't that, Patrick? A wild pitch basically led to a walk-off win for the Rangers.
0: Yeah, you see that more in college and, and other levels, not as much in the uh, MLB.
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. the Longhorns were a part of a bizarre walk-off this year. Longhorns they, baseball.
0: They that were was... not on a part of a weird, don't throw the ball at all and just let the game end.
1: <laughs> yeah that was yeah that's it so it, yeah, it was kind of a bizarre strange ending uh wild pitch let and it was actually the third walk-off victory for the rangers this season technically because i said technically because of the wild pitch ended up being uh, in walk-off fashion uh but you got to give credit to a uh, dane Dunning. uh seven innings pitched uh had 96 pitches 58 strikes Uh, only allowed five hits, two runs, uh, one walk, did have only four strikeouts, but he was dealing, hey, 11 swinging strikes, and he started shaky. He gave up a run in the first, gave a run in the second, and I think Rangers fans were thinking to themselves, oh, man, this thing gets ugly. And they went back and forth because they basically gave up a run in the second, a run in the first and a run in the second, but they also scored. Uh, The Rays got those two uh, runs up early, uh, and the Rangers uh, were probably a little worried, but Dane Dunning settled down and was able to uh, basically pitch five uh, scoreless innings, basically shut the Rays down for five straight innings. And uh, he now has an ERA of 2.82. That is sixth in Major League Baseball. So Dane Dunning uh, right now pitching at a really high level uh, for the Rangers. And also, talking about the Rangers, the, um, the, 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 the way the Rangers are playing right now, that all-star break and I've already talked about this before if they can just start out really kind of as hot uh, post all-star break because they did pre-all-star break not only could they keep their lead against you know the Astros in that division man they might end up separating a little bit it looks like right now Patrick that all-star break still early all right they swept the Guardians and that was a that was a nice gutsy gritty win versus the Rays Rangers starting off In uh, in hot fashion, once again, post-All-Star break.
0: Yeah, they are. uh, They have to finish out this series with the Rays. They have the Dodgers next and then the Astros. The Astros have a little bit easier schedule, but it is that question, are are the Rangers going to be able to focus a little bit more because they're playing better talent? And if the Astros are like, "Well, we're still hurt and and we're just going to try and get through these games and they split some of these series, they need to sweep both these series basically uh, they have coming up going into the Rangers because they can get up a little bit more ground and basically have that that series in two weeks before the division if they can take care of business that Houston needs to take care of. And the Rangers just need to continue to play good. They're probably going to lose one in both series. I wouldn't expect them to sweep both, but if they win both series, they're doing great.
1: They're doing great. I, I agree with you. Um, and right now, like I said, the Rangers should be feeling confident, man. They're playing really well. And there's talk. I'll get into this CBS Sports article. Since we're talking Rangers, it's fitting. So CBS Sports put an article out there today about the top destinations, possible destinations for Shohei Ohtani if a trade takes place. And most people believe it's inevitable that a trade will uh, take place. The trade deadline is August 1st. And they listed listed all the teams (laughs) uh, in Major League Baseball and ranked them based on the – Uh, the possibility or at least how attractive they would be, that team would be for a a trade for Shohei Otani. And number one on this list is the Rangers. They put the Rangers number one, which is a a little surprising, but it says last month has not gone smoothly for the Rangers, who nevertheless sit in first place in AL West. Jacob DeGrom will miss the rest of the season following his second career Tommy John surgery, and while replacing DeGrom is basically impossible, Uh is one of the guys who can do it. Uh, it says Ezekiel Duran has been very good as uh, the most-of-the-time DH, but he's no Otani, and frankly, Duran is exactly the kind of player the Angels should seek in an Otani trade. He said I doubt the Rangers who have a form system capable of putting together a winning offer even without including Duran would take him off the table. Uh, he said Texas has been aggressive trying to build a winner this last offseason, or the last few offseasons. You don't spend all that money on DeGrom, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon only to hug prospects during Otani trade talks. The AL West rival thing is a complicated factor, but for money, Texas makes the most sense for an Otani trade. See, this was just a little, it was buzz and it was kind of, you know, kind of rumor and conjecture early on, I think a few weeks ago, and then we heard Buster only talking about it, and now you got more and more people that are at least throwing it out there that as a possibility, one of the front runners for the Shohei Otani sweepstakes whenever it takes place to trade will be the Rangers and they should be.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that they're one of those teams that you really have to look at as if you if there's so if it's only going to be rentals, so nobody necessarily like the, the Dodgers, the Giants, or the Yankees, they basically fall out of the conversation because they're just going to bid on him in free agency. They don't want to go ahead and give up everything to to get him early. Then I think the Rangers easily fall to the front of that list of rentals because they've shown they're spending a ton of money to try and win. Now, I I am worried for anybody with the rental with the finger injury that he has right now, and I know it's supposed to be just a blister, but it's he's basically taken two hits hits on two starts now that maybe it's a little bit that that would scare me a little bit more to give up a bunch of prospects for a guy who may have to sit out some and you're really just like all right we just gotta get to the playoffs and then we can go from there I I still think the Yankees are gonna try and go after him the hardest uh it just makes like I don't think they think they can get him in free agency unless they rent him first and show him how great New York is I think they need that courting time so it Mm -hmm. makes sense for me for for a bunch of reasons and as much as people are saying that the Yankees are out of it, I believe they're two games out of the wild card. So they're not – like, that. They're, they're last place in their division. But that division's really good, so they're only really two games out of the wild card. They can easily get back into that when guys get healthy over there and if they get Otani. They can easily get back into it. They still make the most sense to me of a team that that – like, they'll, they'll give away most of their future to make this happen because the GM and everybody else there really just wants to save their jobs. Whereas I think the Rangers understand, hey, we're doing pretty good. We don't necessarily have to – our jobs are not in danger, so we don't have to take a swing (laughs) – no pun intended. We don't have to swing for the fences (laughs) uh, on this trade to keep our job.
1: Uh, That's a good point, yeah. Uh, The Yankees are never out of a – Big time uh, trade discussion or a big time free agent discussion because they're the freaking Yankees. And I know my man Haraj, his favorite team in the Shohei trade uh, possibilities is the uh, Atlanta Braves. He's a big fan of the Braves. And like you said, renting. But even you, like you've brought up, the Braves, eh, renting maybe, but they, they're, they're, their DNA as a franchise, they haven't really signed players to those basic deals that they would have to sign show a to which would be the richest deal almost lucrative deal in the history of major league baseball
0: and enter a bidding war which is another thing they historically do not bid on players like we saw with freddie freeman they as soon as freddie freeman walked away they stopped turning his phone calls and they said Cool, yeah. you if you want to test here's a fair market price for you if you want to go test it go have fun and now he's a dodger so I, I think that they're not willing to bid against the Dodgers, against the Yankees, against the Giants, against the Angels, who are all going to be throwing six hundred plus million dollars when they go. Look, well, we want you, but we would we'd rather have you about five hundred fifty million, which is still an absurd amount of money. But it's not necessarily they're not going to go. Well, they said they're going to offer us seven six hundred or close to seven hundred million. And You go, well, we're out.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that number ends up getting to. You're yeah. right, because everybody's saying $600 million or something right now. I think to close the deal, somebody's going to have to top that number, and <laughs> it could get – oh, man, it, it, it's, he's going to be the richest, uh, at least the highest-paid American pro athlete in history.
0: And, in I mean, opinion. if you're hearing that, you know, if you take the thing that six years ago he didn't want to go to New York, he decided that that was not a place that he wanted to even entertain as an option – So he didn't even visit the Yankees before coming into the majors. If you're saying, well, he's basically taking off the East Coast and then we don't think he's going to go to Atlanta. We don't think he's going to stay in Texas. We think he's literally just a West Coast team. Then it knocks it down to the Angels, the Dodgers, and the Giants pretty much, which really does hurt your bidding. And if you just want to win and win titles, then there's only one team there that makes any sense. So the bidding changes then. So I, I just don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on, we don't know what he, his mind is, is thinking right now of where he'd really like to go next year. I don't think he wants to reveal any of that either. But the question is going to be, do you want to go, are you willing to go somewhere else to try and win that may not be the most popular living destination, but you're just trying to win? Or do you mind, you know, taking less money to win? Or do you say, no, I'll take less money and just want to be where I'm comfortable? I mean, we've seen players do that. So we don't know, and that'll be really interesting this offseason. Because if it is, then the Rangers may sit in the world and go, well, you know, I know we just signed DeGrom to this whole big contract, but he's coming off Tommy John, and maybe we try and move off this contract and and ship him off somewhere and basically subsidize some of that money from DeGrom into Otani and, and try and move some things around. You know, I I, I think that if the Rangers – we're in play for it, I think they would make it a, a, an offer and try and move off some of these other contracts they signed.
1: That's a good point. Um, yeah, so and, and speaking of Shohei, since we're talking about the Shohei trade uh, possibility, uh, he actually, once again, uh, did something impressive versus the Yankees, and uh, uh, the Angels ended up beating the Yankees 4-3, to and uh, Shohei with his 35th home run. Uh, now, and then had a bodacious bat flip To go along with his 35th home run. And how about this? He's now leading Major League Baseball in home runs. And also in opposing batting average as a pitcher. And in slugging percentage too. We could go through the checklist all day. I love this little stat though. According to Major League Baseball. In the last 28 games. Shohei Ohtani has as many home runs. In the 7th inning or later. As any Major League player. Has total home runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ain't that crazy?
0: Yeah, it's it's he is he is still hitting the ball insane. Even if his pitching is having issues because of his fingers uh, on the text line, we've had a couple. The Padres, I think the Padres would love to get him. I don't know if they have that money. They have spent wildly in the last few years. They also just made a trade uh, for for Soto, who they're gonna have to pay him coming up too. I don't, I just don't know if they have that money to try and get into that play, and if they do good Lord, they're, they're the new Dodgers slash like they're, Because then they'll have four or five, six guys with some of the highest contracts in, in baseball. So they may be able to do it. I just don't see them being able to pull that off the same way the Rangers would basically have to try and figure out DeGrom. That would be the one guy the Rangers would have to try and figure out how to kind of weasel out of that contract or pay both of them if they have the money they could do bad. But And then the Diamondbacks, I don't see the Diamondbacks spending that amount of money. And I think they're still a few years away from it. So... I don't know if Otani would want to go to Arizona, just to like just because it's closer to the coast. I think he would rather stay in Anaheim or or go to the Dodgers than that. But you again, we don't know. He could, he could, he could go to Baltimore and be like, no, I'm a Baltimore fan. I always want to be in the Orioles. You don't really know. <laughs> uh, he could go to the Reds and say, this is the most exciting young team, and I want to play with Eli de la Cruz, and I think we can win five World Series. Like, he could do a lot of things. He could want to go to Florida and say, I don't like the Northeast, but I'll go to the, or I'll go down to the Southeast, and I'll go to one of these Florida teams. I'll go to Tampa Bay or somebody like that. Uh, there, He could go to a lot of different places. He hasn't really tipped his hat in any which way. We just know that there's teams – we know the Yankees and Dodgers will bid a lot of money on him. We think the Giants will bid a lot of money because they wanted to bid a bunch on Aaron Judge. They wanted to bid a bunch on Carlos Correa. So I, those are the teams that we know will throw a bunch of money. But in all reality, I think every team is going to at least pick up the phone and try and figure out what the number is.
1: Yeah, and the reason that the trade scenario, renting him as, you know, you're going to trade for him, renting him is so important for a team that's a contender to push them over the top. Because, like you said, we don't know what Shohei's thinking and where he want to play, where he would like to play. So, yeah, you getting into the bidding war for Shohei Ohtani, you're a, lot, you're a lot less likely to acquire him than in a trade where you can get him and then you can rent him, and if he's your missing piece, oh, man, that's a hell of a missing piece. He could put you at the top, and that's certainly the case for the Rangers. I think for the if he, the Rangers acquire him, that could be for them something that could ignite that roster and turn it into a championship roster. It's yeah. already really good. I, I am, already really good. I'm talking about World Series worthy.
0: I am curious if the Astros are going to basically be false bidders in the in the rental just to try and drive up the price for the rangers it wouldn't surprise me that that would be something you go like oh no no we'll 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 talk about doing this just to make the rangers maybe give up a little bit more in that trade if they're actually going to be able to make a trade for otani because they're division rivals you may if you're going hey man we're gonna we're gonna play the angels and the rangers let's try and hurt both teams as much as we possibly can in the middle of this and make them both make a weirder deal
1: Yeah, that's not crazy at all. On this list for CBS Sports, they have the Astros' ninth on this list of most attractive trade destinations for Shohei Ohtani. So a lot of discussion about Shohei, and, man, he continues to just rake. I mean, he's unbelievable. Uh, he, he. There's no doubt right now. Uh, he is must-watch television. Whether he's on the mound or at the plate. All right, we come back. We'll get the flex on the other side. And we'll come back and drop some uh, some flex news on you, and then uh, we'll continue uh, with some of the other uh, sports topics of the day. Right here on Ball, don't lie. I want to put on the horn. Welcome back to ball, don't lie, right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. Uh, that's when the Idealionaire Patrick plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history uh, so we appreciate all of his efforts all of, this is my favorite musically themed days of the week because it uh, expands my horizons quite a bit so we appreciate Patrick for doing that you can always be a part of the show Specs text line still up and going Patrick can uh, actually pay attention to that because he's back at the Aaron compound uh, you can hit it up at 512-337-3776 uh, I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse and my man Patrick is at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse go check out the flex FLXATX dot com flx on all of your social media platforms there are district previews up there for you i know my man camera's been working hard on this and the flex crew working really hard so we still appreciate their efforts uh, there's a 26 6 a preview up there as well 25 6a preview uh 12 6a preview just district previews getting ready uh for a football season also there are more details about the Thursday, uh, July 20th, the Thursday Skills Showcase. Uh, We talked to Anthony Williams yesterday, and Anthony Williams, uh, uh, along with uh, uh, some of the other uh, coaches involved, are going to be throwing a Skills Showcase. It's going to be at the Round Rock uh, Multipurpose Complex starting at 5 p.m., but you can find out more details about that. Just go to flxatx.com, and you can go find out the details, or you can go to – a Williams go uh, look up A Williams at connectedathletics.org. Uh A Williams at connectedathletics.org or just go to the Flex flxatx.com like I said. Also be on the lookout for the All Flex watch list that'll be coming out I believe next week. They at the All Flex watch list. So flxatx.com your one stop shop for all things high school sports here in the Austin, Texas area. All right, we come back We'll get into some NFL news, notes, and nuggets. There's a quarterback ranking uh, that I want to discuss. Also, we got to get back to the the, the, court, the running back market, which has uh, become a huge topic of conversation and how the running back position has become devalued over time. Uh, is there any way to remedy this situation right now? A lot of the NFL's top running backs not getting what they believe uh, their market value should be. Well, is that their market value? Right now, the market may be speaking. We'll discuss that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. i on the Horn.